Hello everybody, welcome back to Extra Live Podcast. I hope everybody had a great holiday season and a safe and awesome New Year's. We close one decade now and begin anew. I'm testing out a new mic, so bear with me here. I've had an interest in exploring the potential of ASMR. The increased uh, quality of audio definition should allow our meditations to be that much more engaging. I also find the process to be so enjoyable that it's hard not to goof off uh, when you put the mics in their binaural setting and you can uh, you know, listen with uh, headphones while you're doing it, how it will hear for the listener. So you can hear a record of my tomfoolery in my first two mic tests at the end of this episode. And uh, now I'll actually be able to dig into some notes here. Um, But oh yeah, and uh, ASMR, for those of you that don't know, is uh, very popular on YouTube um, and in podcast as well. And uh, it stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Another way of thinking of it is auditory stimulation. can allow for uh, calming feelings. Um, can give uh, a sense of uh, like a great body buzz. A uh, sense of tingling. That, you know, that sense of like hairs raising on the back of your neck. Like a good shiver kind of feeling. I just love the the quality of the sound and how it makes the listening experience that much more uh, enjoyable. So, anyway, so yeah, I'm just trying out this new mic here for uh, these purposes, but I'll show you how it works. It can uh, change these mics here. All right, so now... I can move back and forth and I can talk very close and you can hear the quality of definition and of course this picks up everything in the room as well and it's really easy to overload the mics so you have to be careful when you get close to them but it uh just the audio quality is awesome and also I can you use this uh, instead of uh, lapel mics I can use these for uh, conversations and for interviews with uh, two or more people and still catch a really nice uh, quality sound and uh, so yeah new little gadget to play with here but I'm going to put it back into the unique configuration here and put this back on alright there we go so in our last episode Beyond the Matrix we continued our inquiry into the direct experience of reality to get a sense of that clear unmistakable experience of awareness itself 
the experience of awareness that is prior to mind's interpretation of it, prior to our thinking mind's opinion making, just good old natural sense of being that has always been here prior to all that personality building and tapping into this that has been here with us as long as we've been alive is the direct path of meditation that we are utilizing here. And that is to be in this state of the primary clear light of awareness that is prior to our psyche, our thinking, our preferences, our story, our distractedness. We're looking for that underlying sense of being itself that all of the minds and the bodies, frustrations, sensations, appears to. This awareness that pleasure, acceptance, our stresses, our mental habits, our emotional baggage, all of this appears in is known in. is experienced by an awareness for it to experience in, for it to be able to be experienced at all. So we get a sense of this, and it's very simple. It's right here. But it's depthless. It is endless it is clear a very nice place to rest in to come from to be as allows us to flow naturally and these effortless moments are are what we live for. We love these moments, and we go out to experience these moments in multitudes of ways. We go rock climbing, we play sports, we play music, we dance, we do all forms of art. And we experience this everywhere in interactions and ourselves and our growth in, in beautiful moments. And and in the most mundane moments, it can happen. So we are getting a sense for what experiences that is beneath our idea of self. This, This awareness that the sense of experience occurs to 
though we have come to filter actuality through and experience as these personages, these self-images that we build up over time. The personalities we've both carefully and haphazardly constructed to express ourselves, we have also come to identify with and think that that is what constitutes us. But what if we are not our psychological sense of self, what we know as a personality or personage? I mean, maybe that's, we could say that's part of what we are, but ultimately, no, it's just dressing. It's, we're not our clothes. We're not our ideas. We're not our habits. We're not our preferences, are we? You know, because our preferences can change. Our habits can change. Okay, so we are our body. And, of course, our mind's experiences and the story and the you know what what we what we talk about when we describe ourselves if somebody asks how we think of ourselves how we see ourselves notice that all of that is just ideation idea building you know the creation of a psyche of a self image self conception that is ultimately a bundle of thoughts and impressions and conditioning and stuff we've picked up and that we've come to prefer and other things we've come to dislike that we identify ourselves against. And what if we are just what is aware of all of that? Because all of that is in a state of constant growth and change and editing and updating what if we are so much more than our ideas and and of course we are and we can see that we can sense that we can actually experience that that we are this awareness that our frustration in a moment is appearing to us do you remember when you made a great mistake in the past like maybe when you were young right before there was a moment where you had a choice and you chose the wrong thing to like be spiteful or get someone back or just to lash out because you were hurting inside for some reason whatever it was it's conscience it, it automatically knows automatically understands everything appears in this awareness that seems to have it's an innate understanding to it that is really quite deep because it is so all accepting and it is so deeply considerate because it just reflects clearly everything that appears to it it just sees everything without a sense of preference so nothing is cut out and then you can just look and get, get a feel for how the subconscious works and allowed to become conscious and seen not to be judged but just to be seen by the clear light of one's awareness which allows us 
a clear way. It is a beautiful place to rest in, and this is what we are being pointed to in Zen meditation, whatever tradition you're looking at. This is where they're always trying to get us is to this place where we are not governed by the mind's mentalization, where we are aware of the mind's mentalization as it goes on and watching it. And from this place, we are at peace. And we can come to enjoy this and really look forward to meditation. And of course, we can carry meditation on into our lives. See these personalities that we operate through. And there's nothing wrong with them. They're beautiful. And if we see them as beautiful things that we do construct and that they are not actually us, they are just some natural way that humans express themselves and that we can constantly modify and upgrade and learn, become wiser, more relaxed, more outgoing, whatever you want, more thoughtful. We can modify and change and grow over time and we can also build off of our strengths and our interests. So here, let's look at what happens when we identify with our personalities. Because perhaps here is where the beginning of the crack that separates us and our psychological experience from one another, perhaps this is where that break begins. From each one of us can begin the fracture. And this ultimately leads to great divides in our cultures, between our nations and our tribes. But it's not hard to be generally a, a good person, and most people do seem to be inclined to be that way, to want to break up fights and, and do everything they can to kind of like help somebody out even when they're being quite unreasonable. They'll give them a chance, at least for a little bit, you know, to be decent. And perhaps some degree of tri tribalism is unavoidable. Though I, I do sincerely believe, in light of the capacity to utterly destroy ourselves as a species with nuclear weapons or super virus or what have you, we recognize the profound position we collectively find ourselves in as we are also on the verge of becoming a highly technologically efficient space-faring species on the verge of realizing a world focused more on renewable, sustainable energy and ecological awareness. The realization of this potential may be slim and practically impossible, but that is also what humans excel at, and the smallest chance for a better future for those alive today and those who come after us is the worthiest goal. Surely, must be the most fulfilling task for us to be evolved in, in our, each uh, our own small ways and how we are with one another in this world, how we can inspire, work with one another. And we do this, and this must be the most fulfilling task, I think, because 
We do this as an answer to that deep fear that we all must collectively feel today. That our species and planet is in some serious jeopardy on multiple fronts. Yet our potential is also incredibly vast and we happen to work very well together. So what happens if we encourage unity? Tap into this or some better unifying mission that all tribes may rally around. And we have a lot of growing left to do. But we also have all the tools at hand. The high speed access to this world wide web of all humanity's collected information, inspiration, and ongoing creativity to educate, form, inspire, and work together to utilize to build towards that mountaintop that we may never reach, but if we can leave this world a little bit better, if we can at least begin that journey towards sustainability. I wonder, are we ready to grow beyond our fear-driven primate past? I believe we are. But we have to come together somehow. And the way as far as I can find the surest way it's going to become from the inside out from within each one of us together with courage and compassion with our highest interest and compromise over conflict we can put aside our differences recognize that we're all in this together we don't have to wait till the shit really hits the fan but we typically do and that might be the case here Regardless, all along the way, and how the ripples and the waves play out in the world around us, each one of us is integral. I realize that we're all on this journey together. It's exciting as well to consider the profound implications of the situation that we are actually in, in this incredible experience of being a living being in a universe that is beyond our conception. A universe whose origin is beyond our ability to fully comprehend as of yet perhaps we'll discover. And what will that mean? What does it mean to be a self-reflective self-aware being how do we begin the journey how do we transcend the false sense of self and not be so limited by our anxieties our depression the lost sense of meaning that plagues our time. Each of us individually and together, our collective psyche seems to be searching for a way to reawaken that ever-humbling sense of awe for something unimaginably greater than ourselves. Our very existence in this unknown, impossibly vast, 
and unlikely reality of a thing we call a planet. In this one of many human languages, we ourselves were named by ourselves. We still don't know what we are. We self-reflective extensions of a planet that has become animated with life, swarming with DNA. We have distinguished and named millions of our constituent parts, but we still don't know what we are outside of our own names, primate, human, earthly, stardust, come to life, self-reflective, wondering, looking back at the bright spots of life from whence we came. We actual living beings have little bearing, little coherent explanation, very little understanding of who we are, nor the vastness of potential within each one of us. Certainly no way to measure the potential of so much of us striving to be the change we wish to see. We have the capacity the fortitude, the will. Nothing separates us from this but ourselves. To call back to our last episode, now I'm paraphrasing here, but Krishnamurti also presents us with the, the compelling question, what would life be like if we lived without an ounce of comparison? It's an intriguing point of consideration. What would life be like if we ceased comparing ourselves with others, with ideals, with anything, and were led not by insecurity, by one-upmanship, one by greed, or need for control, but by, by a more grounded directive such as the love of creation, the love of harmony, and revelation. This practice of self-inquiry that Ramana Maharshi and Jiddu Krishnamurti espouse helps us get to the core of this mystery. At any time, we consume our view back to this ground of being, this most primary mode of awareness, the sense of I, before the I am this or I am that. For here is the perfect emptiness that is the well of all infinite potential, from which the pristine, clear light of being is shown. Spend time getting to know this space, just being with this moment, as it is before descriptions, before the mind's commentary. Let this sense of being be totally clear, and this eternal moment be as limitless and spacious as it's always been. As we get a sense of the isness of existence, we recognize the truest, deepest sense of self. We realize once and for all, we are not the images we hold of ourselves, and nor is anyone else. Of course, we build impressions of everyone we encounter, but as we come to know that we are not our self-images, we understand this of others as well. The drawing is not the thing. 
The map is not the territory. The menu is not the food. A tree is not the word. Words are mere low-resolution placeholders, icons for actual existence. And the only way to experience actual existence, as was alluded to of Neo in The Matrix when he awakens as the One, is that mere metaphor, that ancient story that describes the moment one awakens to the underlying actual nature of reality and sees beyond their programming and conditioning, beyond the projections, the approximations, the representations of mind, to experience that sense of oneness, of unity with the moment, which stretches out as we sense into it and be with it, to everything around us. Ultimately, we can be free when we free ourselves of these images. We can see them, but we don't need to possess them or be possessed by them. We can marvel at the reality of this one thing that sees and experiences from so many different perspectives. And we can experience how much more special it is to be with our loved ones from this space of consciousness that is freed of attachment to outcome. Life can be increasingly peaceful, easygoing, as we drop our resistance. And, and as one would expect, this does indeed require a bearing of the heart, a surrender to the flow of life a true courage in that abandonment of the ego self-interest over time with genuine commitment to the process of self-inquiry we may become increasingly able to watch rather than be pulled around by thoughts anyone from family and friends to strangers and acquaintances can be celebrated in the moment appreciated as fellow life first and foremost can be appreciated, sympathized with, understood, accepted. And this has an effect that ripples out. This is the key. We are the key. And the key to what they call enlightenment or self-realization. Enlightenment is more like the word for an experience sense of awakening sense of eureka sense of the great cosmic joke a beautiful, beautiful joke but really self-realization is an unfolding process that will go on throughout all of our lives and we all go through it and this uh, process is is a direct way of getting to know that deepest sense of self that we all inhabit that we all experience. It has no personality. It's what's aware of personalities. And it's really quite an amazing thing that we can experience this ground of awareness. Um, of course, it's, it also makes perfect sense. We are an aware, self-aware thing that is able to self-reflect and uh, ponder the world around it and itself and there's a part of us for all of that to appear in and that's our awareness and our awareness is 
what we most innately are. And we can actually experience life from that and still enjoy the use of our brain, but it no longer be our master. It no longer rule us. And we can always go back to this as home base whenever in a difficult experience arises, we can notice that there's an awareness of that difficulty, of the psychological response to that difficulty, and that the awareness of it is just aware. It's not bothering. So it's a very comfortable place to be able to operate from and go to at any time. So, hope you all are well. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, what's up everybody? Chris here with Actual Eye Podcast. And this is a special ASMR episode. Have you heard of ASMR? If you haven't, then prepare to be excited and stimulated because that is precisely what ASMR does. It excites and stimulates your neurons and it can bring about rushes and flushes, and goosebumps, and such stuff, things like that, and can generally just feel really good, and it's also, like, huge on friggin' YouTube, there's actual fake surgeons that do ASMR, um, brain scrubbings, and all kinds of other gross stuff. And we're not going to do that like a bunch of them. They like do stuff like this. They're like... ASMR podcast because 
It doesn't always have to be like serious. We're going deep into the fundamental nature of reality, and reality certainly does have a uh, many senses of humor. And so we would like to explore the joyful, the blissful, the inquisitive, the mysterious, the miraculous, and, uh, you know, the sensational and the abracadabra, and the confounded, and the dagnabbit, and uh, everything in between. Well, you know, all colors of the rainbow, all shades of experience, are open for exploration here at Actual Eye Podcast. And another thing I'm probably not going to do too much of, besides pronouncing my words, in interesting ways. I'm probably not going to make too many mouth noises like a lot of people do on the ASMR podcast. If you're familiar, they, they do stuff like this. Check it out. They go. Maybe not that many kinds of sound that quickly in succession, but they do it. They're like. so much for listening. Do like and subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends and family who you think might be interested as well. Together, we will be that change we wish to see in this world by changing this world from the inside.